podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Because there's only one you, Views Alto is the vape as unique as you are. With Views by You, you can make your unique mix with any of seven colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. So how will you do you? Make Views Alto a vape that is yours in store now. Discover more at Views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hello everybody and welcome to the Premier League Nightclub Podcast. My name is Damon and with me I have absolutely no one because I am in self-isolation for not specific reasons, just by, you know, law. But on the other end of my computer, on my microphone right now, I have Woody. Woody, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? It feels so weird. I'm staring at you on a, on a FaceTime chat at the moment, but mate, um, we're bizarre. still recording the pod. Yeah, people listening, hopefully, sounds like we're not <laughs> miles and miles away from each other, but we realistically are. And as you said, it's a bizarre feeling. We've never done this before, but... So I think it's working well. So um, of course it's just yeah, you and me. Hopefully the sound quality uh, comes up the same as well. But I tell you what, Damon, I'm a little bit scared because you do some dirty things behind your web camera, and I don't really, wanna, <laughs> I don't really want you to uh, do the same to me. <laughs> don't you worry, Woody. It's it is just you and me today, and um, we've probably seen one of the more. Well, you know, I always say it's been an exciting week in football and all that sort of stuff, and try to hype it up. But let's be honest, we've probably never seen this before in our lifetimes. Oh, it's. Uh, so so strange, and I tell you what, just the just the rapid rate at which this has accelerated has absolutely taken the world by storm. I think us by storm as well. We just didn't expect it to to accelerate as much as it did. Like one week, it was just the just the virus, um, you know, isolated over in Asia or in China. Then the next week, you know, the world's gone into meltdown, stock markets are crashing, and then the third week, we've gone into isolation. So who knows where we're going to be next week? Yeah, well, of course, anyone listening, hopefully you are at home. Make sure you stay in home because even if it can't affect you, if you're at an age where you're reasonably safe, you can affect others. So if you're listening, I hope you're listening from home or at least in a in a car where you're not you know, giving yourself a chance to be infected and infect others. But Woody, this is the first of a new thing we're doing. So do you just want to like explain to the people that this isn't really... A, a running of the pod it's it's a whole new thing for the nightclub isn't it yeah completely different and the thing is we sort of figured out until april 30th which is when the new due date is for the epo to return hopefully touch wood um we've got six weeks so we decided we can't do a normal pod with our games so 
with these six weeks, let's do th- six themed episodes and uh, and take it from there and see what sort of response we get from our listeners. And from that, we'll, cha- we'll be changing the theme of the episode every week. And so the first one, Nightclub Mini, episode one, Young Guns. Um, so Key and Damo, we're going to be talking Young Guns, um, everything about them, and picking uh, our Young Gun under 22XI this episode. And... Um, I think we'll decide at the end of the at, at the end at the end of the ep who, what what theme is going to be for the next the next episode. Yeah, for sure. I think we've got lots to talk to about talk to about in terms of you know the, especially young English talent in our research. Woody, we found that a lot of uh, a lot of the media hype, a lot of and the stats to back it up. To be honest, lots of young good young English players. So lots of talk about that. Um, just in general, yeah, we're talking about future stars, the young guns. I've got a few for for you, Woody, just to like get the vibe going, get get Hit us me, moving. Hit and me. Uh, the first one, <laughs> Lazar Markovic. This one, I, I really like this one. This one was a bit of a flop. In fact, probably <laughs> most of them we're going to be talking about at the start were flops. So yeah, Lazar Markovic signed for Liverpool when he was 20 years old. Uh, just after Liverpool won the league, actually, or almost won the league, I should say. Uh, and he stunk it up. Four loan spells until 2019, where he signed for Fulham, and he was still shit. Uh, now he's back <laughs> at Partizan in Serbia, where he started his career, and he's still only 26 today. So who knows what could happen for Markovic? But geez, his time in England and was just a real flop. Safe to say, it was it was it was poo. It was absolute <laughs> poo, and it was so much hype around him as well. Another guy that actually springs to mind, and I just come to the top of my head, is, is Federico Machida for Manchester United. He scored an absolute <laughs> iconic goal versus Villa in his debut, um, which I'm pretty sure almost won United the league back in was it, uh, 2011, maybe. Yep. Um, and then after that, just like just absolutely flopped and <laughs> did not reach any potential compared to what he was hyped um, after that goal as well. But we, mate, we've seen some flops and a half uh, in terms of young guns in the in the Premier League, haven't we? Yeah, we've we've also seen a few win some stuff but leave the league a little bit early. So I look at Oscar from Chelsea. I remember his oh, debut, yeah. debut in the Champions League where he smashed in two against Juventus in the group stage. And, and it was just <laughs> unbelievable. It was one of the great debuts from a Chelsea player you've seen. He went on to win a Europa League, two Premier League titles. But the thing that gets me, he's still only 28 today and he's been in China for a while now and he's even spoken about how, you know, he thought about his family and making the most of the opportunity of being a professional player and, let's be honest, cashing in rather than going to a World Cup and going to Copa America and all those sort of competitions. So, you know, his career, in a way, ended before it even really started. I'm no... You know, no disrespect to the Chinese league, but it's not quite the Premier League. So you you get what I'm saying here, Woody. Yeah, mate. What about Ben Arthur? I reckon he mate. was one that you you could have seen pissing off to China. But um, mate, he was as the streets will never forget Ben Arthur at Newcastle. We'll never forget him. <laughs> he was never. a freak of nature. Freak. Of, I mean, I swear he was in the Premier League for like five years as well. All I remember is at the end of his Newcastle spell, he spent I think one season on loan with the Wolves, um, and that was a flop as well. And then he and then he then he flicked off to PSG out of nowhere, like PSG came calling. Um, but yeah, he was another young gun that sort of like was always in and out of. Oh, he had his um, flair, so much flair. Oh, had his flair, but just never clicked off with the manager, his team. Like I think it was down to. Um, I think it got put down by a lot of pundits down to um, attitude issues and stuff as well. But man, he was one that could have been a superstar and just just sort of flopped, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And one other one other one one more flop for the episode is 
Adnan Yanazai, and this guy absolutely flashed onto the scene uh, for Man United. Probably the only shining light in that David Moyes season. Then mm. Lou Van Gaal and Mourinho came along, and he really struggled. He had failed loan spells at Dortmund and Sunderland. Uh, but now he's, now he's at Real Sociedad, and you wouldn't say he's a bad player, but he never really hit the heights that people thought he would, especially in that in the youth for Man United. There was lots lots of talk around him. It was even given Ryan Giggs as number 11 for a little bit there as well. But Adnan Yanezai, although not a failed career, certainly a failed Premier League career. Oh, All right, mate, 100%. 100%, yeah. Uh, Woody, we, we pretty much, like, when we were talking these nightclub minis and these themes, we decided that... We needed to have probably still one or two segments, you know what I mean? Like to break up the episode yeah, rather than sure. just rather than just a mini episode talking absolute trash. So we we well, I posed a question to, to you and said, would you come to me the day we record with your favourite Premier League debut from the last decade or so? And and what have you come up with, mate? I I, I have to f- go back to um, Michu. In in 2012, it was probably the season oh, that I first started. This, really speaking of the streets, the not League. forgetting, <laughs> <laughs> mate, this man was a freak of nature, and I remember I reckon it was this performance alone that got him a call up to the Spanish national team. Anyway, two goals and assists on his Swansea debut. Um, it was a 5-0 demolition of QPR opening weekend um, the 2012-13 season, I'm pretty sure. Um, and, mate, it was like an absolute lackluster signing for Swansea at the time. I'm pretty sure Gilfie Sigurdsson just, just went back to Germany or um, back to Hoffenheim, I think, and, and Swansea were a bit of a nothing, and Mitchell came in for 16 mil. Um, anyway... Out of nowhere, two goals and assists. All I remember as as a young kid watching this this absolute no one, two two right foot curlers. One was oh, a left foot curlers. One was bottom right bins. The other was top left bins. And he just did the iconic like yeah. flick of the wrist, like this is yeah. mental celebration. Can, can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Sort of stuff. Yeah, and I and I remember he got a standing ovation uh, in the highlights that I watched. It was it was, the EPL was blowing up for this one season wonder. Um, he just he just got a standing ovation from the away fans uh, at QPR, and, and that was something I just never forget. Um, first watching the league and just seeing this guy absolutely light it up. Pretty sure he scored like twenty six goals or something for. Um, for Swansea that season in, in 42 appearances. But yeah, mate, that was memorable. So he demo. Lit he lit it up. Yeah. Who, who's your best debut? Young Gun. Uh, mine was, well, mine is probably a little bit more iconic than Michu. And I know that's, that's a big to say, but I've <laughs> gone, I've gone with someone who came to the Premier League at the age of 23, a small Argentine striker who joined Manchester City from Atletico Madrid and much was made of this guy because he's the son-in-law of the great Diego Maradona. Of course, I'm talking Sergio Aguero here. And his debut was off the bench against Swansea, funny enough, Woody, uh, at home in the league. Aguero came on two minutes after City had actually gone 1-0 up. But that game was probably one of those typical ones where, well, let's be honest, City probably the top two teams in the league at the time, maybe top three. Uh, and it was one of those ones where Swansea were you know, parking the bus, but were looking dangerous on the counter. And so City at 1-0 up, the game was certainly not done and dusted. Aguero came on, two minutes after coming on, a tap-in from Richards at the far post, gave Aguero his first ever Premier League goal, and then a magical assist about 10 minutes later to David Silva, who he pretty basically clipped the ball over the keeper, 
The ball's about to go out for a goal kick. He flicked it back over his head to Silva, who smashed it in to make it 3-0. And then Aguero, a long-range strike in the 90th minute to make it 4-0. So he had two goals and an assist in his Premier League debut in about half an hour. And it wasn't so much the performance, but I've probably seen uh, you know better midfield performances, better, if you know what I'm talking about here, Woody. But I yeah, felt yeah. for 30 minutes, that guy made the Premier League look like a joke. He made it look easy. And obviously, we now know what a grow has gone on to achieve. So, you know, I thought just for 30 minutes, I watched a guy who you had no doubt about the fact that this wasn't going to be a one-season wonder thing or even a 30-minute wonder thing. This guy was here to stay. So, yeah, that was the birth of Sergio Aguero. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. And I'll always remember that one. Mate, I probably missed the mark a bit. I, I didn't really go young gun, did I? She just did the best debut. I, yeah, I think Michu would have been about 25, 26 at the time, but that's all right. That's, <laughs> that's all oh, right. Well, if, if I'm going young gun, I have to go Anthony Martial uh, when he came out against Liverpool and, and sent Skirtle packing. Um, yeah. like, I think shattered his, shattered his ankles and, and flicked one in in, uh, in front of the... Um, in front of the Stretford end, so that was that was pretty large as well. But Damo, let's let's move on a bit from the best debut, um, which I've clearly missed the mark of, and we'll go <laughs> on to the, our, our under twenty two team of the season, which has sort of come about because we, we realised if we went under twenty three team of the season, it basically be league. our team of the season anyway. Yeah, half um, the league qualify for that team. It's ridiculous. Yes, so we've gone down to under twenty twos, um, and we'll start off. <laughs> So in goalkeeper, we've got the one and only uh, big boy Henderson. Um, and he was in Can't our team this season, him. of course. Can't go past him. 10 clean sheets, second in the league. And Damo, do you want to kick us off with our defensive back four? Well, not surprisingly, we've gone Alexander-Arnold. He's only 21 years of age. And if we say it you know, all the time, we update his assists. But yes, 12 assists, just absolutely killing it. Best right back in the world. Can't go past him. Left back? It was a little bit more of a tougher decision, but I think what he's been able to deliver out of position by trade a left winger, Bakio Saka for Arsenal. Three assists so far this season, but it's just been his, his overall work and how he's lifted this Arsenal team probably in the new year when they were on their knees at the you know when Arteta came along. So Saka, the English, not international yet, but potentially soon at left back. Mate, just a quick note on Saka. He's absolutely come in and been Arsenal's man at the back four. We talked about his attacking brilliance, um, and hopefully we can see him in the England come, I think Euro, it'll be Euros 2021 now, so we give him the extra year to mature. Um, yep. Yeah, he's just been an absolute um, you know, plug in defence for, for Arsenal, and in considering what was like going to look like a pretty grim situation at left back, so yeah, he's been an absolute shining light for them so far. Yeah, for sure, and in centre-back, we've got two English... English players again, Fikayo Tamori and Joe Gomez. Now, Joe Gomez was an absolute... Fikayo Tamori. (laughs) Joe Gomez, absolute lock. 19 appearances, 19 wins, (laughs) 10 clean sheets. That guy's been a monster. He's won about 70% of his duels all year. When you've got Van Dyke next to you, there's no better central defender to learn off in the league at the moment. So he was a lock. 
But Tomori, Woody, we, we studied for a while who we could have Ooh. at centre-back, and there really wasn't much to pick from, to be honest. No disrespect to Tomori, but let's be honest, he's only played 15, 15 games, scored that wonder goal against Wolves, but there really was no other option. Yeah, I think that, that wonder goal was our uh, our goal of the week at the time before it before it's flicked over to the nightclub newsflash. Um, but yeah, we, we, we struggled because I think all the probably all the young centre-backs, apart from Joe Gomez, that really get consistent amount of time, are either 23, 24, 25. Instantly, I look at Issa Diop from, from West Ham as well. Um, yeah, and, he, and he's uh, just turned 24, I think. So a lot of them just miss out, which is really unfortunate. And that sort of leads the way for Tamori to be um, that second centre-back behind um, next to Joe Gomez, as I say. And really, that's just through lack of competition, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I think a few other 24-year-olds, Woody, like uh, Mason Holgate from Everton, obviously he, mm. he's had a b- big resurgence uh, under Ancelotti. So he's, of course, 23 years old. Uh, we look at Soyuncu from Leicester, 23 years old. I think Soyuncu would have been an absolute lock next to Joe Gomez if we did 23-year-olds. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough gig in this under-22s team. But, you know, centre-back, <laughs> if you're a good centre-back and you're under-22 in the Premier League at the moment, you're a lock. Yeah, come knocking, mate. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the midfield. And um, finally, yeah, we don't have an Englishman, Woody. Mm, yes. Well, uh, we uh, we start off with Yuri Tillemans, which, Damo, I was a bit disappointed because I wanted Declan Rice in this midfield. And you said, nah, 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 piss off, Woody. We have to have Tillemans. Um, and we can't remove the other two, which, you know, fair enough. But uh, <laughs> Rice was very, very stiff to miss out on this one. So we've gone for Tillemans. The, uh, the Belgian boy, three goals, five assists, um, and he only has more, pa- uh, the only person with more passes under 20 or 22 years or under is Alexander Arnold. So he has 44.3 per game, young Tillemans does, and he's been a huge man for Leicester so far in the engine room. And Damo, do you want to kick us off with the other two midfield spots? Yeah, well, Tillemans probably playing the role as the holding midfielder in this one, just behind Todd Cantwell. Six goals, two assists, and there's probably some midfielders around his age or younger that output-wise, probably a little bit more. But I think Cantwell, what he's done in a bottom bottom team all season, pretty much, has been unbelievable. And as you said, Woody, earlier, the Euro 2021 now gives someone like a Cantwell a little bit more time to cement a spot in that England team. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the plane this time next year. Yeah, for Woody. sure, mate. He's, his creativity is off the charts. And another one who has huge creativity as well is uh, young Mason Mount of Frank Lampard's Chelsea, who has six goals and four assists so far this campaign. He started off like a house on fire, Damo. He sort of tailed off a bit, but I think his spot is very much warranted in this team because, you know, he is probably one of the best young attacking midfielders Um under 23, even even under, under 25, realistically, in the Premier League. He sort of burst onto the scene so far this season. Out of nowhere, Frank Lampard put him in his um, in his starting lineup straight away, and he, he proved he proved like he was doing bits. Um, and, you know, as all young players do, they have ups and downs, and Mason Mount is no exception. But, however, I think he has been an absolute revelation for Chelsea so far this season. For sure. Uh, move on to the front three. On the left, Marcus Rashford, even though he's been injured for about three months now, you can't go past his 14 goals and four assists. He still has the most goals in our front three in this team. He, at the t- at times this season, put Man United on his shoulders. So I think you can't go past him. And now, again, that the Euros have been delayed, he probably saves himself 
a year because let's be honest, he was probably touch and go whether he was going to make the Euros with that back injury. Woody, Man, who I'd is say, up front for us? E- Sorry, Damon, sorry to cut you off. I reckon the England national team would be really chuffed that Euros are actually gone in 2021. Because oh, for if sure. you look at the likes of Harry Kane and Rashford, like they were both out or seriously in doubt for the Euros. And now, you know, they'll slot straight back into that starting lineup. Um, and no doubt England will make a bigger push than ever. But we'll, we'll go on. Um, and the next the next uh, under-22s player that we've got is Tammy Abraham as well from Frank Lampard's Chelsea's 13 goals, 3 assists. Likewise, he's also tailed off. Um, we've seen the, the rise of uh, or the performance of Giroud in the Chelsea team recently. But Abraham started the um, league off, took the league by storm after his huge 26-goal season at Villa last year. However, now um, he's proven to be Chelsea's best striker, I think, um, and definitely probably the best striker um, under 23 or under 22, I should say, in the league. No doubt about that. For sure. And on the right, we've gone with Richarlison. Again, finally, not an English player. He's had 10 goals and three assists. But the big thing for mine is 11 big chances created. And statistically, this stat is actually really hard to get. If you look at the other players, I think Rashford's only created six, Abraham maybe five. But Richarlison creating 11, that's pretty much finding a player who's dead on almost a certainty to score. Like, that's how hard it is to get granted these big chances created stats. So, Mm. 11 for the season is huge, one of the most in the league. And look, prior to Ancelotti's arrival, let's be honest, we were critical of Everton, but him, along with Calvert-Lewin, have, you know, risen and probably were the two that stood out even before Ancelotti arrived. So, Richarlison, at 22 or 21 years of age, has has to be in this team. Yeah, and there's a few honourable mentions as well. Like, we've been very stiff to leave out a few people, and it's purely because they are the sheer best in their position that um, they've sort of been left out. And we look at the likes of Martinelli as well. If he had more games and had a bit more success in the league like he has in the Cups and through um, the Europa League for Arsenal as well, no doubt he'd be in this team. Like Likewise with Ismail Saar, if Watford had been a bit... Um, better this season than no doubt he'd be in this team. Damo, there are a few others as well that which we had to unfortunately leave out, um, yeah, which was I really, think really disappointing. We spoke about Declan Rice already, but I look at Reese James and Wan-Bissaka. Those fullback positions are so hard to break into, so those two guys incredibly unlucky. Mason Greenwood, probably similar to Martinelli, where if he had the same success as he had in Europe thus far, he might have found his way into that team. And of course, Neto from the Wolves showing great potential, but probably just doesn't have the statistical evidence to warrant a place in this team. I still can't believe Declan Rice hasn't gotten to this team, Damo. Mate. I've put him in and you've taken him out. (laughs) You know my opinion on Declan Rice. I think he's incredibly overhyped, but that's, you know... Maybe in years to come, we'll listen back to this pod and I'll be the laughing stock of the internet. But I just, Declan Rice, it doesn't do <laughs> as much for me as he tends to do for other people. So that's just my opinion anyway. All right, yeah, Woody, enough. that was our, you know, nightclub mini, super little mini episode, oh, episode <laughs> one. And I thought, it, I thought it went well because, you know, these are little powwow episodes, but this is what we do here at the nightclub. We just pump out content. Yeah, we do, mate. Pumping out content and that's... When you, when you come to Boogie in the nightclub, whether you're virtual reality or you're just in person, um, you know, no doubt you're going to get a little bit of a, a, some special content as well. Um, and I reckon, I reckon the next the next five eps are going to be really fun for us to sort of pump out because we don't have to focus necessarily on what's happened in the league, but I guess other things surrounding football as well. And, and Damo, which leads me to my question, 
what what do, what theme should we go for next next uh, next week on the nightclub mini ep two? I think given how much fun I had looking at like past transfers of young kids that have come into the league, I, mean, I spoke about Markovic mm-hmm. and a few of the others. I think it'd be unreal if we could do a transfers episode. Just talk about the biggest flops, biggest. Biggest success stories and anything in between. I reckon the Premier League's seen some unbelievable transfers over the time, and especially in the last ten years or so. So, what do you think about that, Woody? I love it. Oh, so, we just we stick into the last decade. Yeah, I, I think the dec- last decade's a good way to do it, purely because of the change in your know, monetary value in the transfer market. Do you know what I mean? Like ten yeah. mil, yeah. maybe fifteen years ago, was a lot more than it is today. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. That sounds like a perfect plan to me. And just something before we kick off. Um, finally, I, I was noticed a lot of players doing this, this toilet paper roll challenge and I don't know if I like it or not really. And like the presence on TikTok, I'm not really about it. It's like Sammy's sort of area. I don't think it's, I was going to say, you know, tickle my fancy. I was going to say this whole, uh, like TikTok thing without Sam on this mini series, some, one of us has got to pick up the slack and do the weekly rare reference of TikTok. (laughs) So piss off. I'm not doing that shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so well anyway yeah tiktok and one thing i did say you, you mentioned the toilet paper woody um i know you get to mention probably quite a bit on this pod for a bloke who hasn't scored or assisted in like a year but jesse lingard posted one where he basically clearly edited it where it was like ricocheting off everything in the house and ended up going in the in the uh washing basket but one yeah one thing i did notice was a comment on that instagram and, and i was intrigued julia roberts american actress no commented like love heart and and he like replied with like you know just like the you know thumbs up or whatever like as if that was just a casual comment what's julia roberts doing on jesse lingard's instagram i couldn't think of a more stranger too (laughs) what that's so weird is she an epl fan well that's this is what i was gonna say we've we've always approached people as potential guests who follow the premier league woody who might not necessarily be in the industry but big fans of it should we say the day we get Julia Roberts as a guest on the Premier League nightclub is the day we finally reach the pinnacle. We've reached the summit. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty big. I reckon that's a good call, though. Let, let, let's get up. Julia if Roberts. To, if you're listening to this episode, let us know if you want us to start a, a petition where you can sign it to get Julia Roberts on the show. <laughs> Hopefully, we can eventually get her on. Even if it's for um, two minutes, just crazy. to ask her why she commented on Jesse Lingard's Instagram post, to be honest. The first question I'd ask, and arguably the only one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think that, oh, that's geez. a good way to wrap up with you and of course speaking of insta where can they find us you can find us on insta at premier league nightclub no doubt we'll be still delivering content and damo where can you find us on the twitter at pl nightclub and i'll pretty much be posting everything that woody does on the instagram on twitter and everything in between all the breaking news i'll try to keep up with it uh, and we don't have we don't have a TikTok, and we're not going to get one. But on Facebook, just search us, and we'll be there. So yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it, Woody? <laughs> it is, Damo. And until next week, see you then for transfers, Premier League nightclub minis episode two. Thank you very much for booking at the nightclub, and thank you, Damo. See ya. See ya. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, 
you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Sports Social Podcast Network.